Well, greetings and wonderful Wednesday morning to you beautiful amplifiers. It's your boy, John G. It is Wednesday, July 15th. Can you believe we're in the middle of freaking July? And well, we are. It's crazy. We've been at home for like four months and this is crazy. And um, anyway, this is your morning mindset. Uh, you can tell I'm in like a mood today. I don't know why. Anyway, when I moved to Tennessee in March of 2000, my dad drove up from Florida with me and he helped me move. It was exciting to move into my first ever two-story townhome. I mean, I had a fireplace, I had stairs, which is important in a two-story <laughs> home, and I had a brand new 32-inch television. It, it probably weighed like 900 pounds. It was one of those that had like the big back on it. For those of you who may be listening to this in the future, you have no idea what I'm talking about because you've only known flat uh, light TVs, but TVs used to weigh 8 million pounds um, and they would be like 2 inches. I don't know. Anyway, in my mind, I was rich. <laughs> it didn't take a lot. The only lifestyles of the rich and famous thing that I was missing was a pool. Okay, when I was growing up in Florida, most of the homes were ranch, so they didn't have stairs. Um, it, it's I, I grew up in Florida, so nobody had a fireplace unless you were rich. And we had a black and white like 19 inch TV with knobs and no remote control. And so if you had, if your TV was bigger than 30 inches, you were rich and you had a remote control and it was colored. <clears throat> if you had stairs, you were rich. If you had a fireplace, you were rich. And if you had a pool, in my mind, you were rich because we didn't have one. Anyway, it doesn't take much for me to think I was rich when I moved to Tennessee. As I unpacked all of my stuff and I set things up, I plugged in my brand new television into the wall. I put the batteries into the remote control and I sat down on my couch that was from Goodwill <laughs> and I pressed the power button on my remote and nothing happened. I pressed it again, this time a little harder because that should make it work and nothing happened. I smacked the remote and I tried again, nothing happened. I got up and I pressed the power button, nothing. I unplugged it. I plugged it back in. Nothing. I went to the circuit breaker. I checked all of the switches for the living room. I flipped them off and on, and then I tried it again, and nothing. Now, my dad watched my frustration growing, and he didn't say a word. And finally, I sat down, disappointed that the richness of my 32-inch television was defective. And I said, well, I guess I bought a busted TV. And my dad, in all of his encouraging kindness, said, hey, genius, why don't you flip the light switch on? <laughs> yep, it was a switched outlet. He had figured it out pretty quickly into my troubleshooting process, but thought that it was funny to say nothing and see if I could figure it out. That was a frustrating process. It was frustrating because I really would have preferred that he just give me the feedback early on in the process so that I could have adjusted my behavior. But sometimes feedback doesn't work that way. And, and I gotta tell you, now, when I'm in the beginning stages of troubleshooting, I always check the light switch to see if it's a quick fix. Sometimes feedback is given in the game to help someone course correct before they go way off course. And sometimes feedback is learned through a process of uninformed choices. For me, the lesson stuck. Either way, learned in the moment or learned after the fact, 
Feedback is a gift that leaders need to be successful. In his book, What to Ask the Person in the Mirror, Harvard professor Robert S. Kaplan discussed the importance of leaders getting feedback. Kaplan writes about a senior pharmaceutical company executive that he was working with who was having trouble achieving consensus amongst his leadership team. When Kaplan asked him if he had considered getting employee feedback from his direct reports, he replied, of course not, they're my subordinates. It would be awkward for me to ask them for coaching. I'm the coach. Well, thankfully, Kaplan was able to break this thought process and the executive was able to gain some valuable insight. Leaders need feedback. We need it. We are imperfect and the fact that we have been promoted doesn't change that. Without getting feedback, we won't have the opportunity for growth and change. If we stop growing, if we become professionally stagnant, then we die professionally. It is important that you provide your leader with feedback. It is important if you are the leader to be open to feedback and to look to make the necessary changes to support your people or to help clarify to your people why you act the way you do. Either way, feedback is the key to success in harmonious working relationships. All right, amplifiers, choose kindness today. Show yourself and others grace and make a difference in the lives of those that you encounter, even if it's virtually. Amplify. Have a great day.